Welcome back to the Knit British Podcast, the podcast that explores all the connections of Britishness in wool, fibre and knitting. On this journey, meeting all of the people involved from sheep to skein, I am your host, Louise Scully. Knit British, love local wool. This episode of Knit British is sponsored by our lovely wooly mucker, Carolyn Sue Jenkins. Sue is an attorney in San Rafael, California, and currently she is knitting a Wonder Woman wrap for her daughter and an entirety of Christmas stocking for her forthcoming granddaughter, who is due in early November. We'll hear a little bit more from Sue later in the show. And thank you so much, Sue, for sponsoring this episode. Hello and welcome round here to Knit British. It's lovely to have you here. Thank you very much for joining us. And if you're new to the show, a very warm welcome to you too. Uh, and thank you for all your lovely feedback on episode 93. Right, it is really time to grab a whip and grab a drink and get cracking because we've got lots to get on with today. Firstly, Good Intentions quarter one kicked off. This is really been wonderful. Your feedback for the Good Intentions Club has been incredible and there's a thread in the Net British group for you to show off your patterns and yarn, but which project you've picked for this quarter. And there's some good progress already, some too good, some maybe started before the 1st of October, maybe, Amber Weinberg, maybe. Uh, <laughs> that is quite all right. I know some of you were really excited to start uh, with the Good Intentions Club and that makes your intentions even better, doesn't it? So yeah, get on over to the Good Intentions first quarter thread in the Knit British Ravelry group and have a look at what everyone's got going on. There are some incredible intentions in here. Let me just tell you, just by going through the thread. Neurotic Bunny Lady is casting on Ish Nana Cardigan, which is um, an Insolitique pattern, I think. Yes, it is. She's going to be using Cornish Tin 2 for that, which is awesome. Uh, Carl MB is doing another Insolid pattern. She's doing the Fraxinus. Uh, she's going to be using Uncommon Thread for that. Uh, Whittle 1775, starting with the Babble Hat by Donna Smith. That's a pretty good one to start with, I think. Ecky Thump. The lovely Helen. Now, Helen is like one of one of our group members. There are a few of you who have found it difficult to pick just four. Um, and of course, you can. You can. If you think you can knit more than one good intention project in, a, in the first quarter, in any quarter, then you go right ahead, guys. I am more than happy for you to double up triple up on your good intentions if that's what you want and Helen uh, she is planning on uh, two sweaters so yeah so, she, so that's what she's up to who else oh there's so many let me just grab a couple of other ones here uh, CBD Avatrix Aviatrix, she changed her mind and she's going with the Red Robin shawl in John Arbin Harvest Hughes and that shawl's by Helen Stewart and actually I have that in my pattern stash as well that's a great one. So Cherry Elaine, she is another one who struggled I think to come up with just four she's going to be starting with Fugue 
which is another Kate Davies pattern. It's a hat pattern and she's got two skeins of Old Maiden Ant that she had intended for that. So that's wonderful and just so great to see people casting on. And even if you've got other projects that you are working on, you know, that you you have the intention to cast on once you've finished, that's wonderful. I have cast on the Aiken sweater by Andy Satterland. It was, I drew the bag at random out of the box that I've got my good intentions in and that's in West Yorkshire uh, no it's not West Yorkshire it's in West Country Tweed by Blacker Yarns and I've just started it so it's just mainly cast on uh, but this is wonderful keep up the good chat in the Knit British Ravelry group in the Good Intentions first quarter club if you have cast on for October and keep the general Good Intentions chat in the episode 92 thread so lovely to see everyone chatting about what they're going to knit over this next year You may remember a few episodes ago, I told you that Susan Crawford was going to be launching a yarn and kit to raise money for their local cancer charity, Cancer Care. Well, those kits are about to launch and soon I will talk a little bit more about the yarn that's in the the kit itself. But first, a little bit of background for you. So as you know, over a year ago, Susan was diagnosed with stage 3 breast cancer and through her surgery and her chemo and her radiotherapy and still ongoing Susan has been supported by Cancer Care who provide complementary treatments and free advice to cancer patients and their families and becoming involved with their online group Phoenix it was through that that Susan found herself um, in another community of like-minded people all offering support to one another and they called themselves the Scarlets and it was through Phoenix and the Scarlets that a photography project came along which helped the group share you know pictures of themselves and talk about the physical and mental scars that cancer has left them with and the portraits from this project became the Knocker Jotter which is being sold to raise funds for cancer care too. Now, the Knocker Jotter, Susan has sent me a couple of pages to look at and it's just beautiful. So it has these photographs um, which are just incredible of these women and they talk, you know, very honestly about living with cancer. But it's so empowering, these pictures, and, you know, it must have been so empowering to share this project together. Taking ownership of their bodies with these incredible pictures and then sharing what they've been going through with for other people to be able to look at this and feel that they're not alone and i think that's that's amazing to further support cancer care susan has created the fubc shawl which stands for fuck you breast cancer and it's a kit which includes two skeins of susan's lonk wool and a pattern booklet of two shawl designs which have been inspired by the horns of the lonk sheep. One skein of the yarn is undyed, one is dyed, and the yarn has been dyed by the Knitting Goddess, Old Maiden Ant, Skin Queen and Countess Ablaze. And the colours are inspired by the portraits of each of the women in the Knocker Jotter um, and 
I have seen sneaky pictures of this and the colours are incredible. The special kit costs £65 and £15 goes straight to Cancer Care. There are 400 kits, so Susan is aiming to raise £6,000 for the charity. At the time of recording, because I record ahead of schedule now, the information is not on susancrawfordvintage.com, but Susan assures me that by the time this goes out, there'll be information on there about the launch date which should be about the 12th of October. A little bit later in the show, I'm going to be putting Susan's lonk yarn through the swatch road test. Uh, But this, I really wanted to talk a little bit about the shawl kit and tell you about the projects that are raising money for this really special um, charity that's been supporting Susan throughout her um, cancer and through her recovery. How have your remakes been going? I have finally cast off Marin by Isolde and I wanted to remake this because I had made it for myself as soon as the pattern came out a few years ago. But it was kind of sh- a short shawl and I and I would always wanted to make it longer. So this was why I was remaking it. And I don't know, for those of you who don't know, Marin is like sort of a Sort of, a, sort of a crescent-shaped shawl. Uh, it's knit from one end to the other. It has lovely scalloped edges. Its body is garter and there is sort of little bit of cabling and uh, detail with slip stitch edges. And I just really love it, but I needed it big. Uh, this is a great pattern. I really highly re- recommend this pattern. But it isn't for folk who want to knit a pattern that they need to, to memorise because you've got to read the pattern all the way through. And I kind of like a pattern like that. I like a pattern that keeps you on your toes. Actually, at one point, I had two copies of the pattern printed and on my lap in front of me just for clarity in some of the sections. But as I say, nevertheless, it is a great knit and it has not been off my neck since I uh, unpinned it last week. And Linda from Kettle Yarn Company had seen that I wanted to remake Marin and she had asked me if I would like to try her new small batch yarn, Ramble, which is a Shetland and Romney yarn, small batch yarn. And she asked if I wanted to try it out for my remake. And oh boy, this four ply is an airy woolen spun yarn and it struck me in the skein that whatever size needles you wanted to knit this on you'd get either a lovely dense thick fabric uh, with small needles and you'd get a really lovely airy fabric on large needles. Uh, So I knit my Marin on 3.5 millimetre needles and I just love how that garter is in this yarn. It's just beautiful, lovely little even rows of furrowed garter stitches. They're beautiful. This yarn, it has a fine dry hand and it is toothy but it is not a harsh yarn. Uh, You know that me, I try and move away from words that are... are, um, 
negative when it comes to yarn. I do not like the word scratchy. There are better words than scratchy. You can have a yarn that has a dry hand that is also a very soft yarn. And this is one of those yarns. It's got a toothy, rustic softness. Uh, Now I wear this around my neck and I wear it I've been wearing it every day to work and I haven't taken it off. So, it, you know, I haven't felt irritated. It's been lovely and it's been such a warm, insulating garment as well. And so this yarn is going to make things that are going to keep you warm this winter. I know you've heard me give several working reviews of this yarn uh, for the last couple of months or so on the podcast. So you'll have heard me say that I do think this is you know, such an incredible blend of two of the finest fleeces from the northeast of the country down to the very southeast of the country. You know, I really do believe that small batch yarns like this speak volumes about the great British breeds we have in this country and how they can be married so incredibly. These are the very yarns that you love localers and knit Britishers should be seeking out with the grabby hands. Um, And it will really be perfect for anything that you want to knit from sweaters to shawls and everything in between. I believe it will make items that will get better and better and softer and become heirloom pieces over the years. And when I was knitting with it, I immediately thought of haps. Maybe it's the Shetland element that made me think that, but also the fact that lace will just be incredible with this yarn. It'll open up so amazingly. And let me tell you, this yarn blocks like a frickin' dream. It really does. This, If you want to make something that needs to be blocked well... This is the yarn for you. And I actually thought Gudrun Johnson's Sanus would be amazing in this Ramble yarn. It's just lovely. Cables also would be awesome. In fact, oh my goodness, just thinking right now how awesome a Lucy Haig cable pattern would look in this in a cable shawl. Wow. Uh, Do you fancy trying it? Well, it's available in seven colours. It is small batch. It's from kettleyarncompany.co.uk. You get 400 metres in a 100 gram skein and it costs £18. And Linda is doing a ramble cal and it casts on on the 6th of October and you can knit anything in it Uh, to take part as long as you're knitting with the ramble and it's a really long cal you can knit and you can take part until the 6th of January Uh, there's a thread over in the Kettle Yarn Company uh, group and I've actually put a picture of my Marin in there so that anyone taking part um, can see how, how it looks in that yarn and it's really lovely to try out a new yarn in this way with a cal and with a lovely group of other people who are all trying out for the first time too. Wonderful. Ramble is a beautiful yarn. You can tell the finest grades of fleece have been used. And I'm so, so delighted with how Ramble looks in my remake. Uh, Linda, 
thank you so very much uh, for for letting me try this again. I should say that if you also want, have wanted to knit Marin but make it bigger, there are some fantastic modifications on the project page for Marin. I used, I'm so sorry, I can't remember off the top of my head, Cherry Flavour, I think is the name of the project. And I added an extra pattern repeat at either side of the central short rows. And that's how I got a longer, slightly narrower version. And I'm so pleased with it. So pleased with it. Even though it was a labour of love, it was a pattern that I really had to be in the mood to knit because I knew that it had to be in the right frame of mind because I knew I had to interpret the pattern. Oh my goodness, I could I could cast on another one. This month, our woolly mucker is Carolyn Sue Jenkins, who is an attorney from San Rafael, California. Sue is on... Ravelry and her Ravel name is CSJ0423 and I am so excited that she is one of our muckers. I'm so overwhelmed because as I say it's it's always so lovely to know that you guys are listening all over the world but when I did the Wooly Muckers I didn't expect anyone from across across the seas uh, to to be you know looking to become a mucker and so I I'm just you know, so joyful to have a, uh, another far-flung mucker like Sue. Sue is an attorney and she says that she gets most of her knitting done travelling and in courtrooms waiting for hearings. Shh, don't tell security. I'm sure that's not allowed. <laughs> um, Sue and I were due to Skype, but we got um, sort of sidelined by one of our cases, which I kind of think is a kind of exciting reason why you didn't, you can't have time to Skype because you've got a case. I mean, I, like you know, it's probably something really boring, like a traffic violation. But I'm like already thinking that it, you know, it's something more sinister, and <laughs> you can tell that I, you know, I, I have an overactive imagination. Uh, <laughs> so she very kindly emailed me with the answers to our woolly mucker questions. Uh, so this is what she had to say. The first thing I remember knitting when I learned back in 1959 was a shrug. It was pretty much a rectangular scarf that a neighbour uh, who had taught me to knit sewed together for me to make arms so I could wear it as a sweater. She was a retired school teacher and taught me to knit one summer. Neither my mother nor my grandmother were knitters and I ended up trying to teach them but never got anywhere. They were both very good at sewing and made a lot of clothes for my sister and me as well as our dolls. My grandfather was a garment cutter and he taught me a lot about that before he passed away. I have kept knitting to a greater or lesser extent ever since. The same woman taught my sister to knit and it was through that process that I learned that we all knit a little bit differently. The two of us decided when we were probably 15 or 16 to make a knitted suit, jacket and trousers for our mother. I think I knit the jacket and my sister knit the trousers. Both pieces turned out beautifully, but for one thing. Although they were knit from the same yarn the pieces appeared to be different colours. It turns out my sister always knits to the back of the stitches so they were twisted in the opposite direction to mine. Lesson learned. 
From that time on until recently, I've been mostly self-taught as my knitting has improved with some classes here and there. The turning point in my knitting as an adult was when I took the first of what would be many classes with Catherine Lowe. She of couture knitting fame. I have always been a pretty loose knitter and compensated by always using smaller needles than the pattern called for. In the first class she she showed me something I can't even remember now but since then I can almost always get gauged with the suggested needle size. You might have to share that with us Sue, you might have to try and remember. The last thing I cast off was the Polywog sweater by Mary Lou Egan for my second granddaughter who is due in November. My son thinks she'll be a, she'll be born on Halloween and we are big San Francisco Giants fans. So I laid in several balls of Debbie Bliss in orange and black and set to work. She will be receiving the sweater and a hat and leg warmers all in black and orange. I'm currently working on a Wonder Woman wrap for my daughter-in-law and an Intarsia Christmas stocking for the new baby. When I was born back in 1950, a friend of my grandmother knit one like this for me and another for my sister when she came along. When my son was born, this lady was still alive and made one for my son. By the time my son's daughter, first daughter came along, the lady had passed away and I told my son I would knit one for her, which I did and now I have started the second. Amazingly, I found a pattern on Ravelry for a 1945 Christmas stocking and it was clearly clearly the inspiration for the ones in my family. Having never looked at my stocking closely, I figured it was done in Fair Isle and I had no problem with that. I'd always wondered, though, why a stocking was sewn up the back instead of being knit in the round. (gasps) Intarsia! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I nearly died. I watched the Craftsy video until I knew every word of it. I got one done and now working on the second. It's still driving me crazy, especially knitting the charts upside down. In terms of special yarn and special pattern, that is a hard one. I tried to find the info on, a, on, a, on the pattern and the yarn that were part of Ginger Twist Studio uh, Club a year ago, but I haven't figured it out. Oh, I just, she's added, I just found the pattern. It's Aller Muir. I think, Sue, that Aller Muir was Ginger Twist sheepish sock, I think. Lovely British wools. That's an incredible design, so I can understand why you think that's special. Uh, She goes on to say, Other than those, I would say any of the Catherine Lowe patterns that I have knit all have been knit with her yarn. The one that I'm working on now is the... Uh, Fisol jacket. It isn't on Ravelry, but you can look it up on the Couture Knitting Workshop website. Her garments are beautiful, generally simple in timeless styles. She also produces her own yarn and she sells that to you in the quantity needed for the pattern you're knitting. If you need 1900 yards, she sends you that rather than 10 skeins of 200 yards. Um, she also includes enough yarn to knit 12 by 12 inch swatch. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Oh, I think, you know what? Kit creators, that's a fantastic idea. Let's get more people swatching. Uh, She goes on to say, uh, everything that I've knit, uh, starting with a couple of hats, are beautiful. I've seen her wear garments that I know are more than 20 years old and they are still stunning and show almost nowhere. I guess I'm a real Catherine fangirl 
And then she says, Louise, thank you for your podcast. I found it shortly after you began and I've heard every episode. Oh, Sue. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. You know, you've been talking about things here that I really need to pick up on again. And that's knitworthy because, my goodness me, there's such a lot of knitworthy in what Sue is talking about here. How the lady who made the stockings for her and her son and her, you know, grandchildren and that she wants to make those stockings for her grandchildren. That's beautiful and wonderful. And it's it's about passing on of a family tradition as well. And that's that's an incredible thing. And making the Wonder Woman wrap for your daughter-in-law. I love that too. And, you know, we're getting into the time of year where where we are knitting more for other people, aren't we? Some of us are up on our Christmas knitting already and our gift knitting. And and this is just a wonderful, wonderful illustration of being knitworthy and and having knitworthy people in our lives. Sue, like all of my muckers, you swell my heart and I feel very grateful for your support. Thank you so much. Right back to the lonk and on to my little swatch road test. Uh, Susan sent me a sample of her new sport weight lonk yarn gill. Now, I believe I'm right in saying that just now or, you know, when it's launched, the yarn is just available in the kits to begin with, I believe. Uh, Lonk is the native breed to Lancashire and Susan even keeps uh, some lonk in her mixed flock. Uh it just so happens, though, that one of her neighbours, Jeffrey, keeps a whole flock of lonk. And this really springboarded the creation of Gill, which is Susan's sport weight shearling lonk yarn. I spoke about Jeffrey and the lonk in that earlier episode that I, I mentioned before. Um, so this yarn is a worsted spun yarn and it's got a lovely, tight, smooth spin. The fleece is the first clip of those year old sheep so it's the softest the fleece is ever going to be and that's really lovely to put that into yarn. Uh, The hand squish grab of the skein it is bouncy and it is a sturdy yarn in the skein. The lonk Uh, I don't know if I mentioned before is a mountain breed so the fleece is a reflection of the hardiness of those breeds. And to a certain extent, that is reflected in the yarn as well. It's, I mean, it, it immediately strikes you as a yarn um, that will, you will make items that will last a lifetime. And, you know, you can really put this yarn and what you make from it through its paces. Whatever you make from it will last a long time because of that hardiness of the wool. I cast on a swatch and as always I kind of start with a couple of rows of garter and then I go into a bit of stockinette and and I wait till the yarn tells me what it wants to be. Sometimes it just wants to be stockinette, sometimes it just wants to be garter and other times it tells me that it needs to do something else. And the garter, oh my goodness, the yarn stands to attention beautifully. It is so even and poppy. Uh, stockinette stitch is really nicely defined very nice stockinette stitch in this yarn because of that kind of tight smooth um, ply it's it's very nice and I felt like I needed to try a little bit of arrow lace as well and the open work in this yarn is really wonderful and 
whether you just want to do simple lace or you want to do something a bit more intricate, this yarn will do that for you. Lonk is not the kind of everyday breed that you will see in yarn. So as I say, it's fantastic to see it in yarn form. And again, shearling being used here is really going to make, you know, the best of this yarn. I washed and blocked my swatch to four by four inches. And when it was dry, well, it was a sturdy little swatch. Uh, and it made me think that this would be great for outdoor wear. Imagining Susan on the farm at Monkley Gill wearing some fantastic, you know, um, cardigan uh, or sweater, like a lovely outdoor sweater with a lot of structured stitch, like moss stitch would be incredible in this. Um, but yes, any items that require structure will look amazing in Gill. I wore my swatch on my shoulder and sort of, well, so actually I first wore it quite high up. So I, I t you know, usually took a little corner into my bra strap and I, and I try see what it feels like on my neck and I could feel it. I could definitely feel it on my neck. And that's because there are longer, slightly thicker fibres, which are sporadically peppered across the top of the fabric and really beautiful characteristic of this yarn, I think. Higher up, I could I could definitely feel that, but later on, I wore the swatch a little bit lower, and I have to say that I did forget that it was there in my sleeve until I took my clothes off, and then it plopped out, which is what happens generally. Um, so I thought that was quite an interesting thing. So this is the kind of yarn that I think you some some people with very sensitive skin may feel the prickle, but. I'm fairly tough skinned, as you know, and so it was. It's the kind of yarn that that um, didn't irritate the thicker skin on the body. I think again, sweaters and things would be incredible. Outdoorsy kind of items will be amazing. Susan told me that Lonk likes a really long soak. Uh, which brings out the best in the in the wool. So on the second wash block and wear. I left it soaking while I was at work all day and blocked it in the evening. And this time the swatch is less stiff and uh, is a bit more malleable and it is quite different from the first time I washed it. So again, that tells me the items made in this yarn are going to get better um, as its life goes on. It's going to get softer. It's, it's, whatever you make in this yarn is going to become really well worn. Um, I think gill will be great for structured knits, as I, as I say, and lace and cables would be tremendous. I know it's going to be in the shawl kit first, uh, but I feel the next thing that I would want to knit in gill is every single pair of socks. I think this um, particular tight spin and the great wear of the yarn would mean it would make immense socks. At the time of recording this, like I said, the info on the FUBC shawl kit uh, isn't on susancrawfordvintage.com yet, but Susan says it will be by the time this goes out and there will be information about the launch, which is going to be around the 12th of October. So that is where you will find out more information. So do watch susancrawfordvintage.com for any more information. If you follow Susan on Instagram, you will have seen that she has been putting out sneaky little peeps um, of this and there was a little sneaky peep of the shawl pattern itself she, she was wearing. 
you will have seen me this this last week as well uh, doing the Swatch Road Test on Instagram, but I didn't say what it was because I wanted to wait until um, the show to tell you. So you can, if you if you follow me on Instagram, I am knit underscore British, uh, and you have a look at my stream, or you can also look at the hashtag Swatch Road Test. Then you will see my little step by steps. Uh, and what the yarn looked like. But I'll put the links in the show notes as well for you. Susan Crawford, thank you so very much for introducing this yarn to me and letting me see what this incredibly native British breed yarn looks like. Um, it's fa- it's f- fantastic to raise the profile of the long sheep in knitting yarn. And I think you'll find that it's going to be one of these yarns that is, is quite workhorse in the right items, it's going to be incredible. I think it's going to be a bread and butter yarn for your socks and your outdoor outdoor wear. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And if you are interested in helping raise money for that very, very important cancer charity, cancer care, do seek out susancrawfordvintage.com to find out when the FUBC shawl kit goes on sale. Before I go, there are some wonderful things to tell you about. More wonderful things you say, well, yes. So in the Ravelry group, there are some giveaways. We have got a giveaway thread for blacker brushwork. Blacker Yarns have given us six balls of their 12th birthday yarn in the Velatura blue colourway. And this is the yarn that is a blend of Casamunk Murat and Scottish Beaumont and Alpaca. And they've been named for artistic um, techniques. And so I'm making those into two prizes. There are details in the Knit British Ravelry thread to find it, to enter that competition. And that's open for another few days. So get over on in there and, and be in with a chance of winning. Also, the lovely Lucy from Lucy Locketland has given us an incredible one-of-a-kind skein of um, her hand-dyed and it's BFL and Nips. It's four ply. It's it's an autumn shade. It's called The Leaves Are Turning. It's beautiful. She's given us that and a tote bag to give away. And this is just lovely. And it's so kind of her. Um, You might have heard me talk about Lucy Locketland before. I definitely talked about her budget retreats, which are coming up in November. Lucy recently opened a shop in Seaburn in Sunderland. And she has an online store too at lucylocketland.co.uk. Lucy also runs some really great workshops. And not just on knitting, but all crafts. And she also arranges those retreats, as I said. And she told me that she is doing a rather exciting Christmassy collaboration with Mrs Moog. And I'm sure you've seen Mrs Moog's bags. She makes these amazing Tweedy bags, which are just to die for. Um, So seek out on social media, Lucy Locketland. Watch out for that incredible Christmassy collaboration happening. And details for winning that lovely one-of-a-kind skein are in the Knit British Ravelry group. Thank you so much, Lucy, for giving us that lovely skein that's just, that's so kind. And next episode, the Knitting Goddess is sponsoring the show. And so we're going to be talking about her one farm yarn. And some of our muckers and myself have been swatching with that yarn and giving it a good old tryout. And as she's so lovely and awesome, Joy has given us a lovely pre-episode gift. 
in that you can buy Joy's brand new one farm yarn with 10% off. So that's lovely. As I say, I'm always so blown away when small wool businesses feel that they can give discounts because it's not easy running a small business. It's not. So it's lovely to be able to offer things, skeins of yarns for giveaways and and discounts. It's fantastic. So you can hear more next time about the One Farm Yarn. Spoiler alert, it's amazing. Um, but this is the Blueface Leicester and North Country Mule, which have come from Rigmoor Reindeer. But they're not at Rigmoor anymore. They're a new farm and I've forgotten the name of it. So I'll make that right next time. So you can get that 10% off right now. No waiting until next time. And you can get the discount until the 11th of November. You just need to go over to the knittinggoddess.co.uk. Put whichever one farm yarn in your basket that you like and use the checkout code uppercase KB one farm yarn. And that's the word one. 10% off until midnight on the 11th of November. That is incredible. Thank you so much, Joy. And Joy might also even have a giveaway for you next time too. Such loveliness, such, such loveliness. Right, I am off and I'm going to just let you roll about in the woolly goodness until we're back next time on the 20th of October. If you are doing fantastic woolly things between now and then, I hope you have a wonderful time. If you're going to Loch Ness Knit Fest, squish all the wool for me. If you're just coming back from Shetland Wool Week, I hope you don't have the blues too much. I hope you've had a wonderful Yarndale if you were there. Keep in touch. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Listening for the end to find out all my online places. Until next time, take good care. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Knit British podcast. To find out more, visit www.knitbritish.net. You can email me louise at knitbritish.net. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at knit underscore British. And I'm on Ravelry as Lyra.